We think prayers have to have just so many words. Pastors do a lot of education to learn how to speak a lot of words. <laughs> and in the end, my friends, what I've learned in my walk of faith is really there's only one name that matters. And that is the name of Jesus. Will you pray with me? We have so much in our lives and so much in our hearts. And yet you call us to take up your yoke. Let your yoke in this season be your name. With the authority over darkness that it carries. With the authority over priorities that it carries. With the intimacy with the Father that it carries. Grant that when the name of Jesus is on our lips, the Holy Spirit would be close to our hearts, bringing peace and calm and a sense of warm glow rather than being burned out. Amen. Amen. Friends, grace and peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father, Jesus the Christ and the Holy Spirit who somehow starts a flame of faith in our baptism and continues to help it to burn bright. Our passage for today, I love, I love that Isaiah passage. That promise, what you didn't get in that passage was right before we go into the promise of you will run, but you won't grow weary. You are going to walk, but you will not faint. Before we get to that part, what you don't hear is Israel complaining. They're crying out. They're tired. They're weary. They have had enough. They want a break. And as the people of God, shouldn't their lives be a little easier? That's what some bill of goods people in America try to sell you. Just follow Jesus. Your life will be easy. Give a little bit more money. Jesus will got you covered. That is not what Jesus says. In the Old Testament, what I love about the lament, the complaint, is that there are seasons when we lament and we complain, Yes? Did you know, and I'm telling you today that that's okay, I'm going to tell you a story. Are you ready? I didn't have my sermon done. So I got here really early yesterday morning. Really early. I unlocked the door. Meanwhile, while I'm unlocking the door, I call my best friend and I said, I just want to whine. You did say, Pastor John, that we should tell people what we need. You said that a couple weeks ago in your message. So I called her and I said, this is what I need, Denise. I need to whine. So I'm whining and I'm just, and I'm trying to open the door and I go in and all of a sudden I hear this beep, 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 beep. I'm going, well, what is that? John knows. <laughs> beep, beep. And I said, oh my gosh, Denise, I think I set off the alarm. 
I'm already stressed. I'm already whining. I'm already So you know what I did? I just backed out of the building, walked back to my car, and I even said, Denise, I'm just going to get in my car and pretend like that didn't even happen. And she said, do you think there might be cameras who saw the whole, that saw the whole thing? Well, the police did come, but I was inside and I did get it turned off. There was this thing that added to my sense of stress, my sense of complaint, just this offness, and I'd been feeling it since about Wednesday. In fact, how many of you watched the, the um, Thanksgiving, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? The next section will not go well because you didn't watch it. Okay, but any, every year Snoopy is in the parade, yes? Central figure. We love our Snoopy. This year was Camp Snoopy, Counselor Snoopy. You know, he puts on that backpack and he's got on that green cap. I watched and Snoopy wasn't looking so good. His hat was deflating and it was over his eyes. And as the parade keeps going, his hat keeps smooshing in a little bit. And then Woodstock kind of starts to go, Wah. And I thought, do I feel like a deflated Snoopy? But that wasn't it. So I go on with the day like you do, because you got stuff to do. You all ate turkey. I had pizza. You all had stuffing. I had mac and cheese. You all had green bean casserole. I had wings. <laughs> Whatever your tradition, it's all good. It wasn't until we were starting to get the house ready for Christmas that it, the light bulb came on in my mind about what was happening. See, we had left our Christmas lights up on our house all year long. <laughs> Gonna beat me this winter. They were burned out. Some of them. Some of them long strands, some of them little strands, some individual little bulbs, but it did not go according to plan, friends. And all of a sudden, seriously, I'm standing in my front yard and I start crying. And I'm like, I'm a burned out light bulb. And my husband's going, we can fix this. <laughs> How about you? Have you ever had a moment where you just realized that while some lights are on and some things are going strong, there are pieces that aren't lit. There are bulbs that have been burned out. Maybe they're not burned out. Maybe they've just gotten disconnected with the winds of life. And you're just not quite brightly shining as you could. In our Advent series, which we're actually starting now, I encourage you to pick up our Advent devotionals because we've started and our, our service or our um, messages even on Sunday correlate and correspond, pick it up. We are talking about Christmas lights and all the facets and all the meanings that Christmas lights can have. But today, before we actually get to the Advent season, I want us to take an opportunity. Really, we need it. To stop. I'm not talking about touchy-feely, getting in with your inner child woo-woo stuff. 
I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about taking a moment and really looking within and asking, where do I have a light burned out? Where do I feel like there's a short circuit in my string? Where am I just not burning as bright as I could? And I will say for some of us in this room today and online on our virtual balcony, there are some of us before the season even begins, you are burned out. Now is the time to stop. Now is the time to take a moment. You can't just think a little bit here and a little bit there will give you what you need. There's an intentionality of stopping to assess which light is burned out, why is it burned out, what needs to be replaced. Maybe that whole strand needs to go away and I need to start again. And only you can answer that question. But as Pastor John said in the very beginning in his prayer for us, if we don't take this moment, it doesn't only affect us, but it affects everyone else around us. Christmas lights are beautiful, but they take some care and attention. So my question to you is, how are you going to run and not grow weary? How are you going to walk and not faint? I love this part. Enough. For, the, for the Lord will go before you, and the promise is, the Lord's joy will be your strength. How many of us try to fill our lives with false joy? The extra money on the credit card the extra amount of lights, the extra parties, the extra cocktail, the extra, the extra going, the extra time spent at the gym because I just worked off the cocktail I had and, and the wings and the pizza and the mac and cheese. How can we stop? I speak the name of Jesus over each and every one of you today because I want you to hear this from Matthew. Chapter 11. Jesus is so intimate with the Father, so tied into his source, so understanding of the wisdom and the will of God. Jesus says, Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Then he adds this, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. First of all, do you know what a yoke is? In this case, it's talking about servanthood. Take on the servant's heart 
of Christ, the relationship with the Father. That is light. The yoke of the consumerism, the religiosity, the family obligations that no longer serve you, those are not the yokes that Jesus is asking you to take. You might have to take them, but he's saying, stop, take my yoke, rest in me because I rest in the Father. And your soul will be restored. My burden is light. What is Christ's burden? To bring peace and joy and hope. Not like hamsters on a wheel, running and running and running to the next Black Friday sale that will also be on Tuesday. I think it's next week, too. <laughs> And it started in September. Take a moment and stop. Jesus' yoke is easy and his burden is light. Shout Jesus from the mountain. Jesus in the sea. Jesus over over every enemy. As we move into what it might least to start out the season and rest this year, I want you to come on a journey. I want, to tr I want you to try a few things with me because it takes practice. It takes some time to untangle life. So I'll bring up our spiritual practices and at this time I'll invite the band to come back up. This week, we're going to spend time in that Isaiah 40 passage. I want you to find the promise in this very ancient text. I want you to find the proclamation of the nature of God and God's faithfulness. I want you to be able to embrace and find and search out the assurance that God gives us in times of great stress, disappointment, travesty, and doubt. Reflect those areas in your life that need refreshment and renewal because when you do that for you, it will expand to others. And then find a quiet place to simply sit. No phones. No phones. Not even on silent, because I know what you'll do. You'll go, this is getting hard, and you'll look down to see if somebody called. No phone, no television, no distraction. It takes a moment and just breathe till your mind ceases to race and your heart slows. And then you're going to breathe in. You are the one whom I praise. Let my life reflect your steadfast love and protection. Friends, here's the good news. You get to repeat this as often as needed. And know that I'm praying for you as well. Amen.